What is up guys, you're listening to Sports Biz with Rashad. Let's get started with today's episode. Welcome back to the pod today. Uh, first, I just want to start off and say thank you all for listening and, you know, just supporting me thus far um, on this journey. I believe this is episode 10 now, and I'm honestly just grateful for how far this has been able to come, um, all the different guests that have been on from all sorts of backgrounds, and today is no exception to that. Um, joining me is Sam Robertson, who is currently an assistant coach on the Barry Junior Sharks of the Provincial Women's Hockey League in Ontario, Canada. Now, Sam also works as a small business advisor at Scotiabank, and he's going to come on here and just kind of talk about his experiences for um, getting to where he is today and then also his bright goals for the future. Now, Sam actually reached out to me on Instagram and was the first person to ask me to come on the show. So I really appreciate that he did that. And here he is. Welcome, Sam. How are you? Good, Rashad. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Um, I want to just start off and get to, little, get to know a little bit about you. So why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Um, currently, I'm an assistant coach for the Barry Junior Sharks of the Provincial Women's Hockey League. That's the, uh, the junior league that feeds into the um, CIS and the NCAA uh, ranks uh, for college hockey. Uh, girls are about 16 to 18 years old. I also have a couple of side, uh, side roles that I do as well. I'm a certified coach evaluator for the Ontario Minor Hockey Association through Barry and area. Um, previously I've coached, uh, the last five years with Barry Minor Hockey Association, a couple years as a head coach, a couple years as assistant to get me started. Uh, won a couple championships there. So, uh, built up a pretty good re- resume in minor hockey and, uh, taking my, uh, my next step to, to junior and uh, you know, it's been pretty exciting so far. The year obviously of course isn't going how anybody planned, but uh, you know, we're making the best of it. For sure. Everyone's having some setbacks, but sounds like you really worked your way up the ranks there starting from the bottom and slowly getting to where you want to be. Uh, let's that kind of transitions to the next question, which is how did your journey begin in hockey? Uh, well, it kind of began twice really. Um, when I was in high school, um, I started working a job at uh, a private rink here in town, and you know I did some some classes, you know, pushing pucks around, and you know helping out with little guys and first time hockey programs, and learn to play and learn to skate, those type of things. Yeah. And uh, you know I took a shine to it. It was it, it was interesting. I mean the hours weren't great being a high schooler having to get up at you know six in the morning to go to the rink on a Saturday is not ideal, but um, you know I enjoyed that a little bit. And then uh, you know as my playing career kind of winded down. Um, you know, I, t- I went on a little bit of a hiatus and, um, you know, a couple years later after school, I'd, uh, you know, kind of finished up for me, um, something kind of, some opportunity kind of slowly presented itself. I, uh, you know, I was working, um, you know, a couple part-time jobs and, you know, I had a lot of free time during the day and at night. So, uh, you know, I got recommended to, to go out and help a team. So, you know, I went out one day and, uh, you know, I met the coach and, uh, I'll get into him a little bit cause he's had a big part of my, uh, my coaching career. Um, you know, as it sits right now and, uh, you know, I just went out to a couple of practices, uh, you know, whenever I could and, um, you know, it was good. I, uh, I started to, you know, find an enjoyment again in, in the game and, and being at the rink and, and around a team. And, um, you know, then you come to, to April, May, you know, the teams are starting to turn over to the new year and, uh, you know, tryouts are coming and I'm just sitting on my couch in my living room and, uh, you know, I get a phone call and, um, it's, uh, the head coach of the team I was helping, uh, and he says, Hey, uh, you know, you want to, 
you know, want to be an assistant coach of the team this year and be on the bench and, you know, be a part of the staff. And uh, I was kind of sitting there and, you know, trying to make a decision quick, but really just wanted to make sure I was doing the right one. And it was kind of more of a panic. Like, yeah, sure. I'll do it just to, you know, try and please everybody type deal. And, um, you know, the head coach uh, of that team was, was Ed Morrow, who I coach with now with the, with the sharks and, you know, for, for uh for that to turn into what it's turned into is pretty uh pretty special i think and uh you know he's been kind of like a you know a hockey father to me i i owe him you know a great amount of uh of thanks and and uh you know i'm pretty grateful for him to give me the opportunity and you know he's uh he's brought me into a world that uh, i'll probably never leave so pretty thankful for him and that's kind of how it started and you know to it's kind of you know flourished from there so it's it's been pretty cool and uh it's uh hopefully it keeps going for sure sounds like quite the journey uh you had there um growing up was hockey like your number one sport that you wanted to get into or did you play other sports and and have uh any others in mind yeah i mean hockey was always my number one sport you know i played all the school sports you could ever imagine in in public school and you know i took a little shine to football in high school and um you know i tried to uh to take a stab at being a two sport athlete and going to school and, and take an opportunity that way, you know, it didn't work out, but, um, hockey was usually the number one sport. I mean, there's always ups and downs about, you know, the love and hate in the game. And, you know, I always circle back to hockey at the end of the day. Uh, you know, even when, you know, I'm playing competitive football or, you know, I, I enjoy playing golf now. So that's something I've taken up as well in the summer. So, but uh, life always kind of circled back to hockey, and uh, you know it's it's been pretty good to me. So I'm uh, I'm pretty thankful to have it in my life too. And would you say kind of playing hockey growing up has helped you um, in your position now as a as a coach? I think so. Um, you know, there's a couple of you know instances when you get in a situation with say a player or you know a team. You know, you're kind of stalemate. It's it's one of those things that coach will always look back to his playing times. Uh, you know, if he has that experience um, to, to kind of relate to some, some sort of situation you went through. I had some good coaches when I was a kid, uh, you know, I still talk to some of them. So um, yeah, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, you can kind of connect the dots and circle back there and uh, you know, it helps you out, you know, down the road a little bit too. For sure. And if I'm correct, you also work another job um, at the moment, right? I do. I, uh, I've had some experience working in sales. I used to work for a, uh, you know, sports barrel company out of Toronto. I'm currently working for Scotiabank out of, uh, out of Barrie here where I, uh, I grew up and live still. Um, that kind of job has kind of resonated, uh, a couple of different trades for me, mostly, you know, sales tactics translate well for recruiting players. Um, obviously a completely different segment, but, um, you know, that type of job is, has developed my skills, you know, outside of the rink um, in terms of building a team and, you know, other types of factors like that. Yeah. And getting started, I've heard from a number of different people, those transferable skills you learn in uh, a business related job or in really any kind of job can help you with uh, not only financially, but help you improve yourself within your own role, which is a, a big plus. Yeah, I mean, starting hockey as a coach specifically, um, you know, there's not a lot of money there. And, you know, being a sports guy, Rashad, I'm sure you're aware of that too. You know, one of the things that, uh, you know, and we can circle back to this a little bit later is, you know, being in the, the sports world, it's about getting your foot in the door. And, um, 
you know, you have to pretty much do whatever it takes. And that's kind of the, the spot I'm at still. I'm, I think I'm knocking on the door and I think an opportunity is soon going to, you know, bring itself to the forefront for me. And I'm just going to keep working until that happens. But uh, yeah, like you said, it's uh, that, that this type of industry, um, you know, I went to school for stuff like this. So it was kind of a connection there. But um, the way that it's kind of uh, sort of resonated with, you know, developing some skills with regards to coaching and, you know, having a career in the, in the coaching world. Um, it's developed my skills and uh, outside the rink, which, you know, has been a, a big contributor to my success as well, I believe. Yeah. And kind of on that note, what would you say your ultimate goals are in the game of hockey? Um, I mean, obviously every coach, you know, wants to go as far as they can. I mean, the NHL is there and, you know, there's other leagues too that, uh, you know, a lot of coaches have a great success in. And, you know, I speak to, you know, college level NCAA. I've always been a big fan of the NCAA and uh, even the CIS, you know, Canadian College Hockey just, you know, picked up a lot of steam and there's a lot of good hockey there as well. Um, but uh, for me, it's more about the journey and uh, I take a lot of pride in, in enjoying the ride and, and just living in the moment type of thing. And, right, um, right. you know, at the end of the day, you know, the journey will stop at some point and it'll all end. But uh, I think it's all about just enjoying it and, uh, and living in the moment. And uh, just as long as you're, as long as you're working and your head's down and your feet are still moving, then, uh, you know, opportunities are going to present themselves. But uh, yeah, I'm a big, big uh, proponent of, you know, being in the moment and, and living the journey as it is. Yeah. And I think that's a great point, you know, just focus on the end goal, but also live in the moment and live and enjoy those little moments that get you to where you want to be. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, you look at, you know, successful coaches or, you know, successful people in the sports world, you know, one big thing is every step's not always forward. Um, you know, an opportunity will present itself or, you know, maybe it doesn't. You have to, you know, sit back and take something that maybe you didn't think that was going to happen. And it's happened to me already in my short career. And, you know, I just kind of, you know, took it how it was and I just kept working. And, you know, next thing you know, I was... And I was back on track and, you know, in a role that uh, that I wanted to be in. So it's one of those things where, you know, the, the car doesn't always move forward. Uh, sometimes you got to put it in reverse or you got to stay stalemate for, for whatever long and just kind of work your problems out. And, and eventually the car will start going again. And it's, uh, it's, it's about uh, staying patient and, uh, and staying the course. Yeah, I can definitely um, agree with that there. Uh, so within hockey, I mean, you've, done a bunch of coaching roles within uh within men's hockey but your current role with the Barry Junior Sharks is with the Provincial Women's Hockey League so what would you say are some key differences that you found coaching men's hockey versus women's hockey well, I mean, I, I, I'm in a similar age group that I was current, uh, previously with um, the last couple of years uh, in my time with Barry Miner. So the age thing... Um, has kind of helped a little bit in terms of familiarity um, in terms of the coaching, um, you know, aspect of it in terms of coaching women and compared to men. Um, it's a different approach. Um, you know, the women are, are very receptive to what you're saying. And um, sometimes they're a little too receptive and uh, too direct in how they take, uh, you know, the information that you're providing. And what I mean by that is, you know, you tell them to do something in a drill, they'll literally do exactly what you say. So you have to be a little bit more descriptive in what you want out of them, so to speak. Um, but that's a good thing. And, uh, you know, I'm still in the adapting, you know, um, stage of it. It's still early in the year. So I'm still learning a little bit, but but, um, 
you know, I, as a coach for, for myself, I've had a lot of success in allowing my players to, you know, be creative in practice and, uh, you know, have that, you know, free ability to, to make plays and uh, do it as you see it and uh, not sort of, you know, stay stationary, so to speak. So um, that's kind of where my, my one hitch has been so far. But again, still in the adaptive stage. But the big thing is, um, you know, the communication of it and, uh, you know, how they receive your message. That's been the big obstacle. But, um, you know, one thing I'll say about the women's game is uh, the the girls are no slouch. Um, yeah. If 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 you're a hockey fan, um, you know, and you watch the games or at whatever level, you know, uh, the women should definitely be on your radar. And um, you know, the professional game, you'll see a little now that uh, you know it's been at the forefront, especially with um, you know the game the the um, the pressure points of of the sport right now with you know hockey diversity alliance um and then of course the women's game as well is getting a lot of a lot of attention which is fantastic to see um but yeah it's it's uh it's something that uh you know a lot of hockey fans should not sleep on um the girls can flat out play and they should uh they should be recognized for that yeah and i find this uh, a very interesting topic i think it comes up in every interview i do but definitely women in sports not only hockey but in all sports is something that um, a lot of people are trying to encourage and push and a big debate between um, just salaries in, in women's sports compared to men's sports. But overall, I think women's sports are going to get a, a lot more attention um, in the future as as they get more involved and as more, more integrated into each sport. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, some sports are a little bit further ahead, I think, than hockey is. And um you know, that's not to say that the pro- progress isn't, uh, you know, similar, but, you know, it's, it's great to see, you know, women getting the opportunities. You see the NFL, uh, you know, there's, there's female referees that are making their debuts. There's coaches now. Yeah. Uh, and this is huge for sport and, uh, you know, hockey's going to get there at some point, I'm sure. Um, you know, we, we look at, I know your previous guest, Kiana Scott, I've had, uh, you know, a chance to speak with her before and, you know, she's got a bright, bright future in hockey and, uh, and she's a hard worker. So, you know, that's, that's a big one for, for our game. And, um, you know, like I said about the, the professional women's hockey, you know, it's, uh, it's down to one league right now, but, uh, you know, things are really turning and transforming for that. So, um, there'll be some positives coming out of that, but, you know, it's really great to see, uh, you know, the women getting an opportunity, not only in hockey, but across the board and uh you know hopefully that can keep prospering for for each sport for sure and uh for those people who don't know do you want to kind of just touch on what the uh the provincial women's hockey league is and how many teams there are and kind of where women go from this league to to their next next steps Absolutely. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll start with our program and just kind of uh, lay out how, how our process works here in Barrie. And, uh, you know, I'll touch on the league itself and, and sort of that next process coming out of the league. Um, so here in Barrie, we, uh, we, we coach the, um, the, the provincial women's team as well as the, the midget double A team. So that would be kind of like our farm team. So, um, you know, we, uh, we develop our players from, from Bantam all the way up and we, you know, we try our best to, to keep our players local, of course, you know, opportunities to, to recruit better players from, from out of town, you know, arise. And we have, you know, a pretty good bunch of players, you know, from all areas of the province, um, 
But uh, yeah, the Provincial Women's Hockey League um, sanctioned under the OWHA, and uh, you know there's teams across the province. So we have teams in Ottawa, Kingston, you know Durham West, you know Whippy, Oshawa area there, and there's a couple teams in Toronto, Etobicoke, Mississauga, Brampton, you know as far down as Windsor and London, you know they, they have teams as well. And uh, you know on a normal circumstance, um, you know you'd play a pretty busy schedule, you know a couple of games over the weekend, you know you'd do road trips. You know for us, we'd be doing road trips to to the south, and we'd play London on a Friday. Friday and then, you know, Windsor and, and another team on Saturday, Sunday type of thing, or you go out East and you play Ottawa and, and Kingston in a weekend, something like that. But, um, so that's kind of the layer of the league. Um, there's provincials, uh, which is, uh, I believe set up in a tournament tournament format after the league. Um, you know, that remains to be seen if we're going to do that this year, but, um, and then basically, you know, coming out of the league, most players play for two years and then their 18 year old year, they take off and they go to school. Um, you know, from a recruiting standpoint, you know, you'll see a lot of high, high end players come out of the midget ranks and, uh, they'll have offers from, uh, whether it's Canadian school or, uh, you know, an NCAA school, uh, before they even touch the, the PWHL team. Um, and then of course, you know, we use the PW, um, you know, platform to, to fill out the, the recruitment and, uh, make sure that our players get recruited in that way. Um, you know, to speak to, you know, our team this year, you know, we have a goalie, uh, who's already committed to, uh, to Merrimack college and, uh, I believe in Boston. Um, she's got two years with us left. So, you know, that's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty big one for us. And, you know, we just had a, you know, a forward commit to, uh, to Laurentian. So, uh, we've got two already and, uh, you know, we, hopefully we can get, uh, you know, each girl that wants to continue to play, uh, you know, a spot on a, you know, a university or a college team. Yeah, thanks for giving us the rundown there, because I know I didn't really know much about it, um, but definitely wanted to learn a little bit more. Uh, I got to ask you, if you had a dream job within hockey, I mean, I know I kind of touched on it earlier, but is there a specific team you'd want to be the head coach for or just any kind of job in general? Uh, I don't know if I have a, a a team or I mean obviously head coach and you know a, a pro role of some sort or even you know I really like the NCAA if I if I got on with the school I'd be pretty proud of that and you know I you see a lot of coaches there that uh, you know get to an NCAA school and they get comfortable and you know they stay there for a long time you know look at Boston University you know Jackie Parker's been there and um, you know Michigan who's probably my favorite school there uh, they had Red Berenson for a long time and you know those guys get situated and they uh, they're happy and they I could see myself in a spot like that but uh, you know Canadian guys from Ontario most of us will say we want to be the coach of Leafs but I don't know it's uh, it's been a rough ride and I don't know if I want to be uh, put through the paces of uh, the Toronto media so to speak yeah. so I don't I don't know if I'll put them on the on the top of the list but like I said if 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 it came to a point where any team came calling, you know, I'd be happy to take the call and, 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 and in whatever capacity. So, yeah. And that's a big one too. There's a lot of pressure when you're the, the very head of a team versus, you know, you said working in the NCAA, which should be just as good. I think you don't get the media attention and that whole, Oh yeah, I work for the Leafs or, Oh yeah, I work for an NHL team, but you still get all that experience and you're not pressurized to, perform um in front of hundreds of thousands of fans yeah i mean uh in any coaching role i mean if if you lose a game and you're gonna get the 
you're going to get the headline no matter how it is. I mean, you look at, uh, you know, Mike Babcock was here in Toronto to, to put a local example in there. And, you know, every time the Lisa went through a rut, you know, he was at the forefront of, you know, is his job safe? And, you know, you see that a lot in, you know, in the national hockey league rank, but, uh, you know, if, if for guys that follow local sports, I'm sure it's there as well. And, uh, um, it's one of those things where you just have to kind of push the outside noise away and just, you know, stick to your plan and, you know, hopefully it works out. For sure. And uh, my last question for you would be, what is your best piece of advice for someone trying to make a career in in sports overall? Um, you can make it uh, pertain to hockey or just um, overall in the sports industry. Yeah, I mean, I'll, uh, I'll kind of touch on it from a hockey perspective and, you know, I'll go generic a little bit as well in, in terms of, you know, all sports. But um, sure. one thing that I'd, uh, is, is a big thing is, um, you know, explore the resources that are at your disposal. Um, you know, I, I, as a coach evaluator, I, I preach this to all the coaches at Barry and I, and I tell them constantly, you know, there's resources out there that most are free. Um, you know, one, one uh, example I'll use here is, you know, there's a webinar set up through the NHL Coaches Association and, you know, you get really high end, you know, experienced coaches presenting on specific topics. And, you know, I, I take pride in, in watching those and learning from those guys and, you know, it's it's 45 minutes of your day and you know the the wealth of knowledge that you get from that is is humongous and i'm sure there's webinars like that across the board even podcasts as well right um you know the other big thing too is a lot of guys that get into the industry you know think that you know they can go right to a certain level at a certain point right out of the gate and that's not how it works um so the one thing i'll shorten it is you know there are no shortcuts right you mean you look at my resume i started from you know the very bottom of the coaching ranks in hockey i started from minor hockey and I've put in, you know, a good amount of time there. And, you know, now I've been given an opportunity to go to the next level. And, you know, I'm going to have to put my time in at this level and in order to move up again. So um, definitely not not uh, a good idea to be looking at shortcuts or cutting corners. You know, stay the course, like I said earlier, and and uh, you'll build that experience. The other thing I, I do a lot of, um, and it's I'm sure, you know, anybody involved in the game will say at this point as well, is be proactive. Um, you know, each year I'm, I'm contacting coaches at, at all levels, and I'm not telling them that I'm looking for a job. I'm telling them that, hey, I'm here. Here's my resume. Here's where I've been. Here's what I've done. And uh, I just want you to know that I'm, you know, I'm available and, you know, I want to, uh, I want to continue to proceed through the, the coaching ranks and, you know, whether you're in, you know, marketing or, you know, sales for, for a sports team or whatever the case may be, it's, it's always huge to continue to put your name out there and, uh, you know, the, the people will find you, um, I'm sure if you're, if you're good at it, but if you want them to know who you are, it's best to, to, to push your name around, um, but yeah, those are the three big ones for me is, you know, utilizing what's available to you, you know, putting your name out there. Don't be afraid and, uh, you know, stay in the course. It's, uh, it, it's so important to gain that experience and not try to, uh, to climb to the top without getting any. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And especially in this pandemic world, it's important to put yourself out there and don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Um, talk to as many people as possible network wherever you can, because, ultimately with all of us you know sitting at home nobody's going to notice us unless we we make that effort to put ourselves out there yeah i mean now's the time right we got all this free time to you know sitting around and not being able to do you know certain activities in, in the evenings or the weekends it's a it's a really good time to to hunker down and and find some contacts that uh you know may want to see your information so yeah it's uh it's definitely a good time to start pushing your name out if you're uh, if you're looking to get into the sport 
And that wraps up this episode of Sports Biz with Rashad. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you enjoyed, be sure to check us out on Instagram at Sports Biz with Rashad and support us on all other platforms. I'll catch you guys on the next episode.